0: I love this little table. <clears throat> Forces you to organize. It's good. <clears throat> I might. That's a good idea, Melissa. <clears throat> That's community right there. All right. Well, we're not not gonna take a whole bunch of time this morning because we don't have a whole bunch of time. <clears throat> and that is really okay with me. I, uh, can I be honest, my, uh, actually sharing in front of people isn't something that I just love and jump to do, but I know that if my heart's in it, then it's right, Uh, but if my heart isn't in it, I don't want to do it. Uh, I'd rather have somebody else do it, and I'm so thankful that we have a committee of amazing, uh, gifted uh, speakers who aren't just speaking for the sake of speaking, but um, the fivefold is given to us as an equipping tool uh, that we may be equipped. You know, Day Springs' call is to host his presence, to equip his people, and to reach his world. And so we have a clear mission of hosting, equipping, and reaching. And so having the fivefold, having teams of, who, who come and input into our body is so critical to our development. You know, we, we come together because we love fellowshipping. We love being in the light. And I, and I just love that idea that, you know, uh, when, we, uh, when we're together, the presence of God, as we talked about just at the beginning of worship, is, is so reflective among each other. And I'd shared that in, uh, just before the service started, but, you know, this idea that uh, in you is Christ Jesus, right? And he is my hope of glory, Christ in you is my hope of glory. Christ in me is your hope of glory. Of course, he's your hope of glory too. But I need you in community to represent Christ well. Because when you represent Christ well, then I grow. I grow. See, we've got to be willing to represent Christ well because that's that's really our call is to be Christ-like, to be little Christ as we relate to each other, as we engage with community. Oh, I love passwords. And they seem to get longer and longer. <laughs> all right. You just tend to add, like, question marks and exclamation marks on them. I'm like, no, we go way back. That password and I, I'm not giving that thing up. <laughs> and there's all the security protocols and then... You start trying to create words out of numbers and abbreviations, and it just gets really complicated. But I'm glad that something isn't, and that's, that's the Father's heart for community, is to be simple, to be transparent, to be together. You know, um, I didn't give you the scripture, Debbie, but I love this. I love this. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 6 to 7. Our glory is revealed through weakness. For God who said light shall shine out of darkness is the one who has shone in our hearts to to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels so that the surpassing greatness of the power will be of God and not from ourselves. So say I'm an earthen vessel for a reason. And earthen vessels belong together our cracks and our chips and all of our differences and our hang-ups and our personalities. God bless all of our personalities. All of our different personalities but yet we're called to be in community together. You know, it's amazing when we think about Jesus and how he just loved those disciples so well in all of their differences. We get hung up over a few doctrinal issues and we separate but Jesus was facing quite a few, with a zealot in his midst, with a tax collector in his midst, with so many other people, with a Judas that he walked with. A Judas that he continued to fellowship with and walk with and did not separate himself from, but it was Judas that chose to separate himself. How can we live and, and, and teach and love and share and see miracles happen? In the presence of a Judas, but yet God has called us to reflect uh, His Son in the midst of a community like this. That we would be willing to continue to be in the light as He is in the light. Because when we fellowship in the light as He is in the light, what happens? Well, we have community. We have community. It's it's a beautiful thing when we fellowship in the light as He is in the light. Huh? We have community together, community forms, and we, we um, are cleansed by the blood of Jesus. That's what the scripture says. You know, actually, if you look up in the concordance of that, it says that light is social, but darkness is an unsocial condition. Because what happens if we're not fellowshipping in the light, we're not fellowshipping with each other, If we're not fellowshipping with each other in community and family, then we're not, hmm, well, just flip the scripture. Are we walking in the light then? Are we walking with understanding? See, truth is relational. Truth is a relational thing that is lived out in a relationship with the Holy Spirit, but needs community to see it come into its fruition and fulfillment. We're incomplete by design for the reason of having to be around each other in community. We can't do it outside of community. I need the hope of glory in you. I need the Holy Spirit and his discerning tools in you to help me through my stuff. I love quoting this, but Chris says, you, the nature of deception is that you don't know you're deceived. I mean, know that community is a safe place where your giftings can cover, right? Yeah. Cover my weaknesses and the remembrance that my, I'm a vessel and that we are nothing apart from him. We're absolutely nothing apart from him. But what God's creating in this community is this humble confidence. I had the pleasure of sitting down with a friend of mine with the former CEO of Tyson Foods. His name was Donnie Smith. And Donnie has gone on actually to do a lot of stuff in Africa. Um, Incredible uh, operations where he's brought milling systems into Rwanda to try to uh, stabilize um, the food production in order to feed people. It's simple as that. <clears throat> I sat down with him. and It was such an interesting conversation because <clears throat> in his tenure with uh, Tyson Foods, they were trading at $6, and when he left, they were at 67 I mean, you know, that's a transformation of a company. And when we asked him, how did you do it? He said, well, it was two sides of a coin. On one side was humility. He said, on the other side was confidence. And he said, we needed both. We needed to be confident in who we were, but we needed to be humble enough to be able to work together and do it. And so, and I'm, I'm, me, I'm paraphrasing his words, please, so those aren't direct quotes. Just let me put that out there. But, you know, when he began to talk about restructuring the company from the guy that goes out to, to check the uh, Tyson chicken. Uh, sorry, I was getting Butterball out of the way. Tyson chicken. When he went out to check, you know, on the chickens. And these guys that would go and they would be working with farmers, he wanted to see humble confidence. He wanted to see humble confidence all the way up to the boardrooms and the executive positions, that as a community, they would begin to work together in humility. But what does that humility actually look like, you know, as a Christian and in and, and an organization? And Donnie is a Christian. But how did he bring that into a secular organization? You know, it, it's amazing when you think about it, because there's some really cool scriptures <clears throat> I love this, uh, this phrase I ran into, and I can't even remember to give it credit. It was just out there. And I think it was like Jason or something. So wherever Jason is, whoever he is in whatever part of the country he is, I think it was Jason. But it was just uh, on the internet. Pride uses people to achieve your own ends instead of loving other people to achieve God's own end. You could say it this way. Pride uses people... To achieve your own praise and glory, where love loves people to achieve God's own praise and glory. You know, humility is just this incredible thing. <clears throat> in Romans chapter 12, verse 10, it says, be devoted to one another in love, honor one another above yourselves. <clears throat> I just I just love going after this, and I and I don't do uh, I don't often dig very, very deep, but I just felt pulled by the Holy Spirit just to start studying the Greek and really looking into what's behind this. So uh, it's a very unique word for devoted. It's only used one time in the New Testament, and I'm going to butcher it for all you, all you, can I call you geeks? I mean, Greeks out there. So, <clears throat> sorry, philostorgos I don't know. That's as good as I can get it. Do you know what that word actually means? To be a lover of family. That's what the Greek word means. It's only used one time. To be a lover of family. So we have this idea, but then as we go a little further, uh, we see that it says, be devoted to one another in love. Well, this is phileo. This is the base of brotherly love, right? Family love. Family love. And then it uses the word honor there, right? <clears throat> well, this is, I'm going to butcher this again, time, I believe. But that term actually means to perceive value and worth. <clears throat> So let's think about it. Let's just break that down. If we were to say that all together, just adding the Greek meanings, it would be, be a lover of family to each other in brotherly love. Perceive value and worth of others above yourselves. That's just beautiful. You know, to honor is to perceive value, right, in somebody. To, To see worth in them and the invitation of that scripture of honor, team is, hey, let us perceive value and worth of others greater than the value and worth that we have of ourselves. I mean, what a, what a powerful opportunity. And, and the most interesting thing about this is um, that really is the position of humility. And that is what humility is. In Proverbs 15.33, it says, the fear of the Lord is the instruction of wisdom, and before honor is humility. <clears throat> And oftentimes we can think about that as a self-application, right? Okay, so before I'm, you know, before I'm honored, the Lord needs me to be humble, you know, before I am honored, right? The The Lord needs me to walk in humility. All right, I got this thing. So as I walk in humility, I know I'm going to be honored. But have you ever thought about that actually applied in community to somebody else? Not you, but you and the way you view someone else. It doesn't specify what direction it's. It's pointing as far as that scripture. Let's read it again. The fear of the Lord is the instruction of wisdom. <clears throat> and now think about you relating to your family. And before honor is humility. So, listen to that. Before I perceive value or worth in my brother and sister, I need humility. So... We have this opportunity to perceive value in each other, to perceive the worth that the Lord has, but that comes from a position of humility. You know, we desperately, uh, we desperately need to be able to walk with the understanding, you know, of our weaknesses and, you know, uh, Paul even boasts of those things, realizing uh, is absolute dependence on the Lord, is absolute dependence on the Lord. It's, it, it's when we're weak, right, that the Lord strengthens us and, and, and we're made strong. But as a community, we've got to be able to be vulnerable with our weaknesses and we'll actually find us coming closer together as a community. Uh, I stand here before, you know, before you today, set free from addiction. Set free from addiction, uh, but that happened as community surrounded me. That happened is I, um, as I uh, uh, came before others, opened myself to others, then it becomes a living part of my testimony. if you 've been freed from demonic spirits, that becomes part of your testimony. It's not something that you have shame of as a Christian, but it actually becomes a living opportunity uh, for that believer next to you, as you share that, to overcome by the power of that testimony. It becomes a part in their brain like Swiss cheese that's not filled in for certain events. But that testimony comes in and takes a place in that hole that has not experienced those things and said, Now I have faith because they walked through it. I can walk through it too. Jesus, there's no back of the line with Jesus. There's no back of the line based off of our history. That's why in the scripture it clearly says that he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he cast seven spirits. There's no back of the line for his grace and mercy. God wants us to be vulnerable and transparent with each other. He wants us to confess our sins to each other, to pray the prayer of faith so that we may be healed. We walk in community as broken vessels, but in that is the power of God. In that is the power of God to bring transformation. Thank you, Jesus. We need family. Listen, I love, what, I love what Tim John says. It, if it takes a family to mess you up, it takes a family to put you back together. You know, we are a community of believers, and I'm, I'm watching as generations are discipling generations. That, I, I'm watching generations discipling our kids and incredible testimonies coming from Paul and Pastor Paul and that team over there. As kids from our community are bused in, right? And, and, they're, and they're given food, and they're loved on. Broken families. Broken situations, Right? But it's the love of God that's not just bringing transformation to those kids. It's bringing transformation to the whole household. The whole household. Remember the kingdom of God, it's an upside down kingdom. Jesus addressed the, the very people, the very religious leaders and said, it's actually going to be the tax collectors and the prostitutes that come in before you. <clears throat> this is a backwards kingdom. You know, but it's, but it's as we are aware and vulnerable with our brokenness. And we live in humility that the Lord can use us. Oftentimes we want to be engaged and involved in ministry, but it's when we actually don't need it that God can use us. When he doesn't need us is when he actually puts us into the position uh, of influence in whatever capacity or role that is. But the beautiful thing about this house is we're, we're not here for titles. We're not here. No. You remember what the Lord said about this house and this family, that no single person will take credit for what he does at Dayspring. Each of you is just as valuable as each other. And that's the kingdom of God. We're talking about kingdom and wrapping that up, and we're going into some more kingdom. But I'm telling you this. We are in the kingdom of God. We walk in humble confidence. What is that humble confidence actually looked out, lived out in community? You know, it was really expressed to me one day when I was in an elevator. I was going to a meeting, and I was in an elevator with somebody that was hurting and in incredible pain. And as, I, as he was vocalizing his pain, I was, I was busy. I had my things to do, and I got right off that elevator. Yeah, I did, Lonnie. I got right off that elevator, and I just was walking right out of the hotel, and I got to those lasers that zap your brain. I mean, no, the, the, the electronic doors that open. Maybe it zapped me in time, but it was the Holy Spirit. But as I got to the double doors, the Lord said, you are no more important than that hurting person. And that's the realization of the kingdom of God. We are no more important. So look at your neighbor right now and say, I am no more important than you. I'm no important. I'm no more important. And remember, I, I think it was, a, was it an English colonel that said, humility is not thinking of yourself less, it's thinking of others more, basically. That's what humility is, isn't it? When we focus on other people. So in this kingdom where, where we, we, we walk in humility... You are, huh? I'm no more important than you. But then there's the other side, the confidence in the Lord. I'm his child. Mm -hmm. He's my daddy. So now look at your neighbor and say, I'm just as important as you. See, that's what we work between. We work between I'm no more important and I'm just as important. Well, in that position, we're all important. We're all valuable. But none of us more valuable than another one. Because our price has been set by Jesus, and that's priceless anyway, so I'm priceless. My value is priceless, your value is priceless. So let's get over the, the worth and the value thing of whether I'm worth more or less, or whether my title means more or less. No, we're a community that has been called to love and walk together in unity. And the thing about the human creation and, and the way God put us together, that his, his greatest creation was relationship. And it's in relationship that uh, our brain is actually wired that looks for eternal relationships. They've done brain studies that actually said they were, your brain is actually looking for a lifetime relationship, it's looking for relationships that will last a lifetime. Welcome to the community of God. When we're covenanted together going forward, for the purpose of Christ, willing to look like Jesus to each other—that's what humility is. Is when we get our interests and our glory and our desires right, when we get uh, when we get those things aside that that want to come in and and take praise and glory for ourselves, and instead we partner with love and we find value and worth in that other person that then brings praise and glory to God. That is that is community life is when we are walking together in such a way. And see, when we walk together in this way, these these lifelong connections begin to form. And then I have opportunity to suffer for Jesus in community. Because suffering for Jesus and partaking in his glory is me being Jesus to the person in front of me. Suffering for Jesus is when when I am Jesus to the person in front of me. When I'm willing to take on the love of family, to love my brother as my brother my sister is my sister, to allow the spirit of adoption to come, the same one that says, Abba, Father, is the same one now through the Holy Spirit that we can look around and adopt each other as family. You're my brother, you're my sister, because you always fight for family. You always fight for family. And if we're really family, then we're bonded together. And what does that mean? That I get to grow. I get to sharpen each other. We get to sharpen each other with a word. And suddenly the word of God is we have these Bible studies coming around. And I I love Ray and Melissa's. But, you know, when you you have these Bible studies, suddenly when you're in community, you know, outside of relationship, right? Truth is relational through the word of God. When we read the word of God outside of relationship with God, often what we get met with are walls, what we get met, met with are hard passages and hard places. And oftentimes, I'll, when I meet with someone who's come out of prison, it, it, it's, there's this resistance of a hard wall and a hard place. Well, I can't do those things. I can't do those things. Those are hard things. Those are walls that I can't get past. But when we're in community studying the Word of God, they become invitations to intimacy. They become invitations to intimacy. They become invitations to suffer with Jesus. You know? You're probably not going to forgive a stranger 70 times 7, but how many times are you going to be a brother or a sister that you're in community with where that's required? Suffering for Jesus is me being Jesus to you. Suffering for Jesus, therefore, I get to partake in his glory because I'm willing to suffer in community to walk beside you as you flush out and your pus pockets and your sunburns come up to the surface, and I flush out and my Puss pockets and sunburns come up. As I flesh out in self-centeredness and self-gratification and self-righteousness and every other form of the self and every other thing that that looks like, the manifestations of the flesh, awful things, right? They're not part of the kingdom of God. But what is Is righteousness, peace, and joy? What is Is love, joy, peace, patience? These things that I have opportunity to reflect as we are in relationship and covenant together because we are in eternal relationships. Those that have broken away from you in fellowship, those that are no longer part of our community, be careful not to weep too early because these are eternal relationships. These are eternal relationships. The Lord is the one that restores and we give it to him to restore. So Lord, I just thank you that this morning we get to be lovers of family. Would you just stand up with me this morning? Thank you, Jesus. Proverbs 3, verse 3 to 4. Don't let kindness and truth leave. See, those things go together. you know what kindness is in that? Hesed, sticky love. <laughs> Don't let sticky love and truth, right? Don't let that depart from you. Bind them around your neck. Huh. I love that. You know that word Hesed, and my friend Larry gave me this. But uh, Hesed, sticky love, the uh, the Hebrew word, uh, bonded covenantal love. Uh, mentioned 149 times as mercy. Interesting enough in the Old Testament, it's mentioned 40 times as kindness. Hmm? It's mentioned 30 times as loving kindness. Hesed, this covenantal sticky love. We have this opportunity to come together in love. Not only just to keep this unity and bond of peace, so that we can be a one heart and one mind community. This morning, there was so much unity as we worshipped. There was so much unity as we came together to worship. So we just commit to make every effort to follow Jesus, to be followers of Jesus. I'm so proud of this community as we're beginning to disciple. I'm watching generations disciple generations, discipling generations. This is a spiritual family of grandmas and grandpas, uncles and aunts, brothers and sisters, nephews, cousins. What a place for the lost to come into. There's no greater place than family. What a safer place for us to be than covered, covered in family. Community that lets eternal relationships form. Wow, that's value. Wow, I value you because you're in an eternal relationship. (laughs) I'm willing to walk in humility because that's a pillar of the kingdom. That's what I want to talk about today was humility. Oh, Jesus. Lord, we love you. God, we just ask that you would begin to show us the value for each other, that we would be willing to fight for each other, that as the eyes of the Lord search to and fro, seeking a heart, right? Seeking someone that's just pointed in his direction, yielding himself to him that you would show yourself strong to us. Yes, Lord. And then the next verse says, otherwise there will be wars. (laughs) Lord, we want to fight with you, not against you. Lord, we want this fight to be with the spirit of adoption, the Holy Spirit, that we would receive with the same spirit of adoption that we can say, Abba, Father. We would say, my sister, my brother. Lord, I thank you, Jesus. Bond us together, Jesus. Lord, that we would be an inseparable community with all of our differences. God, bless our differences. God, bless all of our differences. Lord, I thank you for the bond of peace, Jesus. Lord, that we just make a commitment as a community. That we will make every effort to keep unity and the bond of peace. Can we just commit to that? Say, I commit to that. Amen. Amen. Thank you, everybody. We want to open the front to some ministry teams. We invite you to go back, um, meet with the Wilsons here, find out some more information. Uh, There are tickets for sale here as well. And so just check that out. Make sure you get a a look at those plates as well. We just wanted to say thank you right up. How awesome is that? 10% of the proceeds of this concert are going to go towards, I don't know where Ron is. He may be online, but I think he's jumping right now. God bless you guys tell each other how amazing you are. Hey, where you go is holy ground. When you go to a restaurant, it's holy ground when you walk in because the holiness of God is in you. Yeah. Amen. Go be temples of the Holy Spirit.